So for news, let's just focus on uh, D23. Yeah, because there's nothing else yep. that I can think of for like minor stuff. Unless you guys want to spend 20 minutes talking about Nidhogg 2 release date or something. Hello and welcome to episode number 37 of the Dual Shockers Shotcast for the week of July 17th. I am your host Logan Moore and with me this week is Azaria Lopez. Hey Azaria. What's up man? We're back. We're back. Remember, after, that, remember that time we had that another, episode and we said we were going to do it every time, week? And, and then, then we didn't. Like, and then it's like what, six weeks later? Something like that? We got busy. We Things got, busy. got hectic. E3 ruined everything. Like, we knew it would. I don't know why we decided to make that the point yeah, where we I would... Know. That would be... We decided that would be the part where we would do it every week, and I don't know why. Uh, yeah. With us this week, though, got some other DualShocker staff writers here with us. Joining us this week is Josh Brandt. Hey, Josh. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Um, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here, so... <laughs> You're good. <Appreciate> You're used <laughs> to podcasting. I, I trust that you'll be That's fine. Right. And also with us is none other than Noah Butner. Hey, Noah. Hello. I'm glad to be back. Are you Wait, back? Were you well, ever here? Oh, well, we, we recorded that one episode, episode that never posted. There's like <laughs> Dude, it's, it's in of, the archives. There's 90 yeah. minutes of a show <laughs> that never posted. And Tomas <laughs> sounds episode. very smart in the podcast because he's a very knowledgeable it lives young on. man. But that will never yeah, see that was day. that was Thomas's ride to stardom, and I just <laughs> couldn't allow like everyone to hear it, so I didn't I didn't release it. He's Sorry, Thomas. Thomas. He well, it's nice to be here function. for the first time again. First time again, yeah. So yeah, back to the normal things. So if you've never joined us before, welcome. DualShockers Shotcast presented by DualShockers.com. We're a weekly podcast covering anything and everything gaming related. And uh, there's been a heck of a lot of stuff going on lately. Kind of. Convention season. Convention season is in the swing of things. Yeah, we had D23 this past weekend, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, What, we got San Diego Comic Con this coming weekend? Next week. This weekend? Yeah, what's after that? Thursday, right? Yeah, something like that. PAX West is like kind of around the corner away. at this point yeah we're getting yeah. close to that so things haven't really slowed down like e- after e3 like most people uh, gamescom gamescom is gamescom. coming oh, up quick. Yeah. huge the biggest of yeah. them all so i don't know why i'm forgetting about that one but yeah we're yep. right in the thick yeah. of things here things have not slowed down in the gaming industry whatsoever um but d23 that was our or let's not start with d23 let's start with i guess what we've been playing because that's how we're typically gonna open the podcast uh we'll get into all that convention stuff here in a second um so yeah i guess i don't know what have you guys been up to lately what have you been playing what's been going on in your gaming lives should i start go ahead We'll be here all night. But <laughs> so uh, I just put on my review for Children of Zodiacs. Uh, it's a game by developer Cardboard Utopia. It's actually a bunch of uh, Ubisoft Montreal ex-devs that formed their own studio after Assassin's Creed Brother Revelations or one of those. I don't know, I'm not sure. One of those. And uh, they made their own studio up there in Montreal, good old Canada. And they put out a strategy RPG, and it was amazing. I I loved it. Like you guys, 
It is one of the best strategy RPGs I've ever played. And it combines like board game elements. So you roll a dice, you build a deck of cards. It's it's uh, very unique. I gave it a nine out of ten. And uh, wow, yeah, it means a lot. High praise. Yeah, uh, that was the one that I played at what um, E3. E3. Yeah, we, we played, played that. Bit, we played yeah. that at E3. It was pretty fun. Like I'm not into strategy RPGs, but it seemed pretty unique. Uh, like there was a lot of different options for customization. The characters seemed unique. You were telling me that you really liked the story with it when I was playing my demo of it. There, yeah. So. Sounds like it does a bunch the, of cool stuff. There's a bunch of uh, character growth that's expressed through the whole story. And like seeing the characters grow is like something that I love to pay attention to in RPGs. And some RPGs kind of skip, skimp out on that part and just give you a good battle system. But this one, you can tell they were passionate, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, also I've been playing, uh, Excel World versus Sword Art Online. I know you guys don't care, but, uh, <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> my cool. review, my review for that will go up soon. So, um, check it out. I'm only about like 10 hours in, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say my total opinion on it, but I'm, it's all right. If you like Sword Art games, it's all right. <laughs> And if you like that, the anime, is it all right? If you like the anime, well, no one likes, no one like admittedly likes sort of online anime. Oh, yeah, step come back. on, man, come <laughs> on, man. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. Cool. And that's it. Cool. Uh, Josh, what have you been into? Okay, well, I guess I'll hit on what I've been covering with Dual Shockers. It's not up yet, but I played um, Arizona Sunshine. Okay. It's a the PSVR version. It's mm-hmm. already out for Oculus and Vive. Um, I don't have much to say other than I think it, well, it was ported over and it wasn't done very well. Like, I don't have a PlayStation AIM controller, so I had to review it using the Move controllers or mm-hmm. just the DualShock. And it really does not control that well like <laughs> honestly like if you go from farpoint to this which i haven't played farpoint yet but it seems like farpoint was generally generally viewed favorably but this it didn't seem like things were lining up correctly and that's a big problem with psvr anyway is just the syncing issues um and it was pretty generic too like you know there's just zombies that come towards you there's really no variation yeah. Some will run towards you. Um, it's sort of cool how you can like use your wands or whatever to reach down, like grab your gun. But then even when you're like aiming, it's all jittery and it doesn't really aim very well. Um, I finished that review, so whenever it goes up, you can read it. And yeah, that's, um, that's definitely an issue with VR, though. It's like, but how do we pass that? How do we like? Here's VR. We're in the now. And we're still getting these shaky controls, you know? Like, how do we get past that? That supposedly is, like, really common on PSVR, just because the tracking system is so sketch on it because they have to utilize the PlayStation camera and then utilizing five to seven-year-old hardware. Yeah, it's kind of rough around the edges. Supposedly Vive, with its whole laser system setup or whatever is supposed to be like incredibly responsive if you have two thousand dollars or upwards (laughs) of that then you can yeah you can make it incredible but for what it is i mean it works it works it's just it wasn't anything memorable to talk about so um but really 
you know how I, I'm going to tell you guys this little story here, okay? Uh, take us. <laughs> home. Let's go with you know no, you know how we go in through those gaming lulls where we have a million things to play, but nothing appeals. Like I have a ton of games that I need to get back to just to finish, but um, every time that happens, maybe I'll write a feature about this or something. But hmm, that's a good idea. Mm. Um, I always go back to the Dark Souls series. Um, this time I'm playing even Demon Souls. <laughs> Nerd. So, yeah, yeah, um, I'm going back to my roots, sort of reinvigorate that love I have for gaming. I'm, so, yeah, I'm playing through that mainly right now until the next game comes along. And yeah, go nothing like reinvigorating yourself, like frustration, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just masochistic, you know, torture. You know, <laughs> you would think that I would be into Dark Souls, but I'm really not. Because and it's... I. And I think the only one I've played <laughs> is Demon Souls and Bloodborne. And I skipped every Dark Souls. It's not for everyone, but I don't know. I just, that's my favorite series in gaming. And yeah, it's like, just reason like, why I love I games. Love, I love From Software. Like, I love all their mechs and mech games and their uh, Gundam uh, spinoffs. But like, I'm still can't... waiting for Souls to come to the Switch. Yeah, whatever I mean, happened to that rumor, man? <laughs> I mean, it, they're part. FromSoft is partnered with Nintendo on the Switch. Like, remember that that yeah. big list? Of oh developers yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like that them? splash image or whatever, where they showed exactly. all the developers. Exactly. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. be a mech, it's gonna so be a mech game. They're so, <laughs> they're so over Dark Souls. But even even if they did something less mature and it was similar to Dark Souls, I'd still love it on the Switch. Well, you know. I mean. Look out for Ashen. That game is ridiculous. Really? It's like yeah. the, you know, the uh, indie version of Dark Souls that does co-op way better, you know? Yeah, you know? well, now you have games like Code Vein coming out, too, from Bandai Oh, Nets. yeah. Want to play that? Like, maybe, yeah. maybe Dark Souls will continue in spirit through these games, but I doubt we'll see another one. I mean, that's the big thing uh, in the industry right now is if it's a hard game, you compare it to Dark Souls. If it has a new style of combat, you compare it to Dark Souls. It's like even Assassin's Creed Origins, when you and I played that at E3 Azaria, we're like, oh, this kind of feels like Dark Souls. It like every <laughs> hand-to-hand combat game now is like, oh, we need to implement a dodge roll. We need to introduce yeah. some like better hitboxes, like more yeah, akin to Dark Souls. Timing, great. Yeah. Got it. You gotta time your attacks right, guard right. Yeah, like it seems like every close game that has like some sort of close combat melee system is gravitating towards that direction. And I'm interested Mm. to see how long that lasts. And I'm interested to actually see when From comes out with another game, whatever that's going to be. If they kind of reinvent that system again, like I'm curious to see what they do going forward since it's kind of their idea. But yeah, their genre, they created a genre. Yeah, so I need to play those games too. I have all of them. I have two and three on PS4, and I have uh, one is back compat on my Xbox One. And then I have, well, I even have Demon Souls on PS3. And if I've you have any questions game. about story elements, about weapon scaling, <laughs> I'm your guy. I know yeah. everything. <laughs> it's stupid. I have a massive part of my brain. De, you know, devoted solely <laughs> know, to Dark Souls me knowledge. Too. It's just all there. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah. want to dive into them. This has just been a bad year to do so, and I, I think next this year is, is going to be a bad year to do so as well, just because. Yeah. Yep. Twenty eighteen doesn't look any more forgiving. Like what Nino Cooney's now in January. It's like just it doesn't. 
it doesn't stop ever anymore. Uh, you just gotta play. You need the hyperbolic time chamber, dude, for gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Is that all you've been playing then, Josh? You're just back in yeah, the Dark so Souls? Far. Or Demon Souls, yep, I guess? Back in the Dark Ages, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Noah? Um, I was going to say Rocket League. I've been um, playing a Same. lot of Gigantic. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm reviewing it on Xbox, um, and um, it's it a lot like... It's. I like what I've played so far. I've played it for like seven hours, but um, it's basically uh, Heroes of the Storm, um, but on Xbox. Which when's you know, the I release date for that? I think it's uh, next week, isn't it? Sometime next week. Yeah. Um, I want to say like the twenty like, fifth. I'm pretty you, sure it's the twenty fifth. Yeah. But are you targeted from saying anything? No, it's uh, it's available now to anybody who wants to play it. Uh, oh, nice! It's free to play. The only difference is that I, you know, I have the founders pack or whatever uh, I was given. But you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, but that game is really fun. The art style is really unique, um, and it, that helps, I guess, with frame rate too because it's sort of cell shaded, but it looks really good. Um, yeah, I've also been getting back into Rocket League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sort of right uh, going crazy. Episode, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just unboxed uh, a decal. But anyway, I've, like, like Logan was saying, it's just such a unforgiving time, like, in terms of news coverage, in terms of games coming out, that I sort of needed something I could sink five, ten minutes into at a time and feel satisfied with what I've accomplished. And, and Rocket League has been doing that for me. So, back in. I, I thought I was good at Rocket League. And then I found out that I wasn't. Nice. That, that's my experience with Rocket League. That's a good story. Dark Souls of sp- yeah, that's a good arc. <laughs> Dark I Souls hate, of soccer. <laughs> I, I fucking hate the mini music, though. Has that changed? I Yeah, they, they just added uh, an album by, from like Monster Cat artists. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it so used to be so bad when that game launched. It was just I mean, like... I still the, like it. The bottom of the barrel licensed music. That I didn't you think it buy. sounded that bad. Oh, it was I t- like it personally. I like it. It fits but... the feel of that game. Like that's yeah, the best thing that. I can say about it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what else would have gone with it really. But mm. I'm not, I mean, so. I don't know if I'd listen to it on my iPhone. Like yeah, just throughout okay. the day. But no, fit that no game. search. No, you guys don't know what that is. But I'll pretend <laughs> that you do. Azaria's in a band. His opinion on music is what matters. Um, yeah, by the way, while we're talking about Rocket League, everybody who's listening to this, go, uh, I want you to go, I want you to tweet at Psyonix, and I want you to tell them that, uh, we want a Dual Shockers flag in Rocket League. I don't know if yeah. that's something we need to request, or if the community <laughs> We can get a Team Fat flag in. We can get Or Giuseppe's <laughs> face. Yeah, Giuseppe's or Giuseppe's face. face. That would be a good one, too. <laughs> Either it's Giuseppe's Twitter avatar... Um or <laughs> Dual Shockers logo either either or really represents either the site because yeah. Giuseppe's been here the long freaking time <laughs> so either way people They're are going to identify it with Dual Shockers <laughs> but we we should get a Dual Shockers flag in that game that'd be real good we need it yeah because we want to have some community play dates coming up soon and it'd, it'd be nice to be rocking that. that flag when we do it yeah rocking it in Rocket League. Good one, dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's all you've been doing then, Noah? 
Yeah, pretty much. All right, everybody sit back for the next half hour so I can tell you about what I've been playing. No. Um, (laughs) So, I don't know. I've been bouncing all over the place. I have, like, eight games I need to play, like, whereas everybody else is like, oh, man, summer, nice time to kick back and relax and just not play anything for a while. And this dead period, I'm like, what are you talking about? This isn't a dead period at all. Like, this week, I think I'm getting super hot VR. I'm going to play that. Like, I... Next week is Pyre. The week after that is something. And then there's like Uncharted and Mario and Rabbits. Like there's like so many things coming out over the next six weeks. Plus on top of that, I have Neo and Persona 5 and Nier. And I just f- played Final Fantasy 15. And then I, I have uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8. And I'm like, there's too many games. Mass Effect Andromeda is another one. Like I, I don't know. So I've just <sighs> been swamped. And I like. I think you, I think there's one game on that list that you can kind of put on the back burner for a little longer. Which one is that? Mass Effect. Andromeda. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> it's really sad. So that, I just like I just helped you out a little bit. I, like I got like eight hours in and I was like, dude, I hate this. Like it. <laughs> it was so sad because like Mass Effect is arguably my favorite series ever. So like for me to oh, get yeah. to that you point where I good. quit, like it was just heartbreaking i was like i don't want to play this anymore yeah so that was like when you when you go into a game and you want it to be good so bad and you start playing it and after the first couple hours you're like fuck i'm not having fun yeah like that like and that was arguably like like, sometimes that was arguably like my most anticipated game of the entire year too like this has been an amazing year for games and like even when Red Dead was slayed for this year and Zelda and Mario and like all those other things that I'm like excited for, I was like, no, dude, Mass Effect over all of that. Like, I'm so hyped for that game. And then like for it to just come out and be like, I do not care about this in any way, shape or yeah. form. Like that's been really disappointing so far this year. I will play it at some point. Like I know I will, but it's just like not right now. Um, so like two weeks ago, I played through Final Fantasy 15 and it was fine. I don't need to give too many detailed thoughts about that, but I finally got through that. It was okay. Um, I had some issues with it, but it was fine for the most part. Combat's really good, which wasn't a, a shock because Namora is a genius. Um, now though, I'm playing Nier and I, I kind of bought Nier on a whim. I didn't know if I would dig it, and it is freaking awesome. Like, I'm loving everything about that game I so need far. I to buy that. It is, yeah. like, it's scratching an itch right now that I didn't know I was wanting to have scratched. Like, that's the thing. When I have so many games like this, I'm like, okay, what genre feels good? Like, what am I in the mood for? And it's like, right now it was like, I don't know. So I just picked one, and it was like, oh, this is scratching that. I don't know what this is, but sure, like, I'm in. I, this is what I wanted. And, uh, I don't know, the combat's great, the world's really cool, I like, like, kind of the open environment to the game, um, the story's really the, unique. Uh, I think the navigation is the worst part. Like, just, like, yeah, because there is opening fast travel up your, to it, yeah. but there's, like, you don't op- unlock that to, like, halfway through yeah, the campaign or something. Yeah, kind of limited to, yeah. like, where you, where you can go. Yeah. And, like, the, if you look, if you're looking at the map, there's some places that aren't even accessible, but it shows it like it is. But then you get to that area and there's a big wall and yeah. then you're like, all right, well, why yeah. did I even come all the way out here? So far, it's been pretty linear for me. I'm wondering if it'll get more complicated <clears throat> later. But yeah, it's definitely been like, I'll talk to somebody and they'll be like, hey, can you go do this side quest for me? I'm like, sure, where's that at? And they're like, it's on the complete opposite side of the map. And I'm like, I can't fast travel over there. So that really blows. Yeah. That's been like one big issue I've had so far. But I was like... 
I was looking some stuff up online. They're like, oh, down the road, you get the ability to fast travel, but it's like very limited for like the first six hours of the game. And I'm like, okay, well, that kind of sucks, but I do you I play don't... with headphones? No, I don't try it. It's good. It's the music and the sound in that game is, is always yeah, perfect. I'm digging the soundtrack so far, dude. Like it's really cool. And, um, yeah, just everything about that world has been really, they they do a great job of introducing you into that world and like what's happening within that narrative. And like, because you're kind of thrown into everything rather quickly, but at the same time, like through the character's dialogue, like they're, they're constantly like dropping hints about what is happening. it's like, okay. So you're like slowly putting pieces together of how everything's working. Um, I'm, I really like it. I think I'm like seven ish, eight hours in or something like that. Um, and I am, if you're wondering, I am fully committed to doing all 26 playthroughs of the game. So I will be doing that. That's good. So it's, you don't have to do them all the way. There's ways to, to do yeah, them without that's what I, that's replaying what I, the game 26 times. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like that. So it's not like I heard if you want to do like a legit playthrough of all of them, it takes like around 50 hours, which I yeah, don't think 50. was too bad. So yeah. like, and, and like for instance, like, I was playing through the prologue portion and I died. I was like, oh crap, I died. And it was like, ending W unlocked. I was like, I guess that's an ending to the game. <laughs> like, so I've already finished one playthrough. It took me 15 minutes. There you um, go. So you want to die. So yeah, that was, that was sucky. But, um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it so far. So that's where I'm going to probably be putting the majority. What do you, of my what time. about, uh, what's your opinion on, uh, 2B? More specifically, <sighs> What's your opinion on her butt? <laughs> on her butt? I don't know. I've got like a giant great sword that I think is coming down and covering up her butt. So I can't see her butt really. I, not I, cutting not through. Her All you butt. have to do is press. You have to move L3, around your angles. L3 and R3 at the same time. You'll self-destruct and that skirt, gone. I'm good. What's I don't want to self-destruct. Save it. <laughs> That's I'm save glad we got there somehow. I'm glad Azario's here to introduce me how to play the important parts of this game, like the, <laughs> the butt sightseeing. <laughs> Otherwise, hey, I'd be so lost. Hey, you go to Noah for Dark Souls, you go to me for booty. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it in mind. Uh, let's talk about D23 then, because Azario, you were there. You talked to Mr. Tetsuya Nomura. What was I going to say? Namanura? That's not, that's not a name. <laughs> Imagine if you said that to him. <laughs> uh, you spoke to him. You had an interview that went up today. Um, I guess starting kind of more broadly, though, before we do get into the more specific Kingdom Hearts stuff, um, what did you guys think of what they showed on in that Games Expo thing they had on Saturday? I don't know what you call I it. I just want everyone to remember, and I know it was like super quick, but there were they introduced their new AR headset. Yeah. And like, yeah, nobody's I, talking about it. I wrote about, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about Zero. that, and I was very. Confused. It sounded incredibly early on, though. Like I yeah. think yeah. that's kind of why nobody's so, talking about it. It came alongside the announcement that they're working on uh, Star Wars AR games, one of which is called Jedi Challenges, which sort of has a website and is very, like, if that's the name of it, like, it's it'll come out eventually. But then the other mm. things were Hollow Chess or some, like, Battles on Hoth, but they didn't have a name for them, and all they showed yeah. was prototype footage. Mm-hmm. It was and, super early. Yeah, it was really early, to the point where I felt uncomfortable with them mentioning it because <laughs> it, like 
I remember I had to go over this with G to discuss, and he said, I thought they only announced Jedi Challenges, and these were all games within that. And I said, no, those were other games. They just yeah. didn't give them names or any specifics whatsoever. So I hated how they showed that trailer, and the person brings up the lightsaber, and then the trailer's over. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Like, what's going on, guys? I don't know. Um, then didn't they also have that, uh, what Jordan wrote about? The Marvel, yeah, uh, Marvel that, that, Powers Unlimited, or Marvel Powers United AR VR, I think. Yeah, was that for the AR headset? No, 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 that, no, no. Uh, That's for exclusive just, for it Oculus. It's Oculus and Sanzaru Games are co-developing that. Mm-hmm. But from what I understood, that Lenovo Disney Lucasfilm uh, joint venture in the AR headset was something that they were gonna like pursue further even after these games come out yeah it's it's lenovo, lenovo makes quality products too so well, i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. excited i'm curious what wasn't, well oh. go, go ahead go ahead because i'm gonna i was gonna it. say what wasn't quality was the uh the hosting of the entire video <laughs> oh game my god you got, you got a problem with jack the guy bro that Could was the imagine most i was in that cringe presentation <laughs> i was there and like there's those people have some serious fans you guys and i can't even touch like how youtubers have affected this community and and here's the problem is that youtubers don't have formal acting training they are they are specifically self-made uh pretenders and and they will get on screen and they will be stoked I'm doing this in quotation marks on everything. Mm. And you can't do that on stage. I don't you know. Can't. Jimmy Fallon pulls it off. That's kind of his whole <laughs> shtick. He He's stoked everyone about always... everything on that show. Yeah, everyone yeah. always calls him out on it, though. But he's like, Jimmy Fallon. You can't really do anything about it. I just it. think if you're going to announce like all of this Kingdom Hearts news, just have people who know what they're doing. Get Olivia Munn in there. Get <laughs> do yeah. something. She doesn't know what she's doing. You're going to bring back a long, dark hatred from my G4 past <laughs> about Olivia Munn on this podcast. I mean, Sessler out there. Yeah, yeah get Sessler and Adam and Morgan Webb out there. That'll be good. Somebody who knows how to communicate to people and not make every conversation feel scripted and they were fake. reading off cards and they were missing cues and their interviewees had to say oh well now i'm actually going to talk about this and they were like oh yeah and then like it was super awful it was yeah. yeah like get somebody there who's like super intimately familiar with the product who can speak to it well and not somebody who you bring in and within 24 hours you show them your script and you walk them through step by step like the key points exactly. you want them to hit because you're talking about all these fandoms, you're talking about Star Wars, Marvel, you're talking about Kingdom Hearts. Like you need people who know what these things are and to and embrace. Like, that I wish, thing. and that's and that's where I wish they would allow developers to talk about their games. Like we've seen for Battlefront Two, especially we've seen the what's her voice, the voice Janina Gavankar. Yeah, we saw her at E3, and we're seeing her again at this. But can we get? One of the developers out there, one of the story they creators Steve, out there. They had Steve Blank out there, who was from the Lucasfilm uh, story group, and he's like, if you want somebody very knowledgeable about Star oh, yeah, Wars no, to talk about a campaign, but like I would love, only... I would love somebody that's attached to the development side of that, uh, describing yeah. their experience on it, because voice acting, you voice act, 
and then it's kind of over. For specifically, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I remember at one point someone threw her a question, like, can you explain to me what Vardos is like? Like, the, her home planet. And then yeah. she said, she did, literally, she voice acted on stage, and all they said was, oh, it's like a place that, like, the Empire controls. It's like, okay, well, that's not what they're looking for in that question. Yeah. But, but I mean... I, like, that's just what it is. Like, like Insomniac, when they brought uh, the guy from Insomniac out I'm there. I'm into her. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Fuck, I love that guy. He's he's like, such he's, a cool dude at E three, dude. Yeah, dude, he is. He is. Um, we just said dude, really like, good, and he carried he carried those YouTubers in that presentation. Like, like they had no idea what was going on because he was going off the script. You know, he was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, loved the loved the Insomniac presentation. I thought it was great. Um, let's let me rewind real quick because I want to ask you guys about one quick tangent thing real quick before we get into. Spider-Man Battlefront and Kingdom Hearts. Um, how do you feel about the practical gaming purposes of AR, augmented reality, moving forward? Because personally, I, I think that it, that it is like 10 times more limited than VR already is. Like, I think AR is going to be such a fad that is over in three years. Well, how, yeah. how many times have you used AR in your life? Never, but like... Nintendo DS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, well, I mean, I think it could. We have to look at Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Like who who plays Pokemon Go with the camera turned on? Let me let me change let me change. I'll I'll say with the head from headset with a headset is specifically what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, to be more clear with that, because <laughs> yeah, like Pokemon <laughs> Go, uh, okay, Vita had some AR stuff too. Even though, like, the, no the last time I used that. it was with Bravely Defaults. And that was to look at AR images of the girls. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Big shock. TMI. But how long ago was that? Uh, what you know? was that like twenty thirteen? Twenty twelve? Thirteen? Maybe fourteen? Yeah, something like that. I think it was fourteen. It was around there. So, but, uh, yeah, so that's I, last time I used it. I don't know. I just think it. I think AR is more of a tool. Like everything that they've shown that has been with augmented reality so far. Like they showed all the Star Wars stuff, and like I'm a massive Star Wars fan, and even some of that stuff to me, I was like, okay, like cool I didn't, first, I didn't need hollow. I didn't need hollow chess really. Like nobody asked for hollow. Yeah. Chess. Well, well, here's the thing. I think the problem with AR gaming and these headsets is that you're taking these games that are very specifically supposed to be in like far off worlds and not like near to the reality that you live in and you are literally overlaying them on like reality. So yeah. you're almost like there's this instant discourse between what this this thing is and its identity as this sci-fi venture or as or as anything and then just putting it on your ordinary life and those two things shouldn't like mesh people play video games to get away from that they don't play video games to remind themselves of of their life yeah and like pokemon go pulled it off on steam already wasn't there isn't there a pc game with hollow chess i'm not sure it's a really old one maybe no you're thinking of kotor uh kotor's Pazak, Pazak, yeah. Oh, Pazak. <laughs> is not hollow. Pazak's great, go. though. It is very yeah, Pazak is... Pazak, dude. It's cutthroat. All right. It's, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think you kind of hit on it there, Noah. Like, it's just... 
like Pokemon could pull it off because it was like, oh shoot, like a Pidgey in my neighborhood or something like that. Like that makes sense. But what's not, mm-hmm. good, but what's going to be weird is when it's like, I have a lightsaber, ha ha ha, and you like try to hit your kid brother with it. And it's like, oh, I don't really have a lightsaber, yeah, or something like but, that. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think, I think but it's you also so much have more to, you also have to take into consideration that they're asking you to use your own cell phones. So now you need the most up-to-date cell phone that can that's capable of buying these games, but now you're limiting yourself to the hardware of a cell phone. So any you you can't surpass that as like the the what is it the other headsets they use the PC and you have the PSVR well, that makes you have the PlayStation Four. If you, everyone has a cell phone with them, so it's yeah. like easy money for them to say, "Oh, put yeah, this little yeah. AR thing build, on here." We're not going to build actual hardware. You're just yeah. going to use. You're just going to use what your phone is capable of. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> uh, so, what do you guys want to talk about next? We'll save King Hearts for last because that'll be the most uh, Star Let's Wars. I guess Star Wars. We, we kind of already talked about it. I mean, they talked about the campaign a little bit more. Not a whole lot, like. No, I know John Boyega the, came out. John Boyega did come out. Oh, I have so much to say about John Boyega coming out. Go for John it. John Boyega <laughs> is the reason is the reason that EA had to remake this game. He he tweeted at them and said, "But like, where's the campaign?" And he's like, "Well, we have these these missions." And he's like, "Oh, I must be in it." <laughs> so they felt bad and they remade this entire game. And now he comes out and he's like, "Yeah, I got the chance to play it. I love it." And it cuts a footage of him playing like barely able to control the game and like <laughs> and, then, and then i was like hmm i don't know if he loves it or if now he's just wrapped in and has to say he loves it because before he was operating as a star wars fan really and now he's like in the franchise he's on so the I, spotlight he, exactly he needs so, to prove himself to the gaming community yeah so, so me and thomas played at e3 and dude so like i loved 2015 battlefront and Battlefront 2, like, it feels so much better. The cl- Going back to the classes was smart. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that the game is going to be awesome. Like, I'm very, very confident in it this time around. And, of course, like like I said, I like the last Battlefront, so maybe I'm a bad person to ask. But it, it seriously is. Like, when they say, oh, we're improving upon everything, like, the, it really is. Like, it is so – it's a drastic Indeed. leap forward. Like, it doesn't feel like a 1.5 or just – Honestly, I'm impressed with how much they've changed within two years. So I, I yeah. really think it's going to be like a fantastic product at the end of the year. And that's year. good for you, like that you enjoyed the first one. But I know there's a lot of people who didn't. Yeah. And it kind of sucks for them that they could have just waited for the second one to come out to get what they wanted from the first one. I mean, yes and no. Like, I still think the first one offered, like, it offered a lot of great content. Like, I, I, yeah, I, no, I, I will stand, I, they I will kept stand by that stuff to it. Yeah, like, like yeah. The VR they, experience. And, I mean, they yeah. added all the hut contracts and stuff like that, and that was total Hut's free fun. add-ons. Like, you, I mean, they were adding things to the game that even if you didn't buy the season pass, that you still would have benefited from in some way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you got tired of the gameplay loop, that's fine. Like, I can understand that. Um, but I think there was something. I think there was a lot of positives in the first one. Um, and I, with the second one, it, to me, from what I played and what I've seen, it seems like they're taking all the positive things and they're really upgrading those more than they already were. And then they're adding in everything everybody else wanted already. So it's like everything they asked for plus everything that was good about the first one is already better. It, it's It really is like one of those situations where 
an Assassin's Creed 2 or a Watch Dogs 2 or something like that, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. like the first one kind of suffered, but like you could see how it could be a good game. And then yeah. the second one comes along. It's like, hey, we refined that idea. And they're like, here's the game that the first one should have been. That's how I feel like Battlefront 2 is going to be. But uh, they talked about the campaign at D23. I don't know. They're still really not talking about it a whole lot. They're being... I- I like their the what gameplay footage I saw. I mean, I don't know whether that's because I genuinely liked it or just because I've been waiting for a Star Wars campaign for a long time. How what that, was the last one? Was it Force Unleashed two? Hasn't been that long, has it? Oh jeez, it's been a while. Well, if we're if we can't remember it off the it's top of his he- our heads, it's been too long. <laughs> so. I mean, I think it was because it was Force Unleashed two, and then thirteen thirteen was slated, and then that's when everything broke. And then yeah. didn't they didn't they throw everything away? Yeah, like okay, so because then, well, that so was these when, are the only games that was in when the Disney universe. bought Lucasfilm, and then um, LucasArts came with it or something like that, and then LucasArts went away, and then so did thirteen thirteen, and then yeah. but that was but when Disney EA got everything. Didn't Disney break the canon? Where they threw all the books and all the games yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I guess that kind of matters. The games are still there to be enjoyed, but yeah, they're, they're like not canonical. Like, Darth no, Vader, bro, they're, they're all fan made now. Those Darth are, Vader those didn't are have a secret games, apprentice bro. or whatever. <laughs> I still stand those by the fact that they'll. I still think they'll make the old Republic stuff canonical at some point because I don't understand why you wouldn't. But um, I don't because know. They're not in the Disney universe, bro. <laughs> the Disney verse, yeah. The Disney verse. I don't know. I, uh, I'm I'm excited for the campaign though. Like I think it looks good. I I guess they're not really gonna. We still haven't seen like I expected like a level playthrough. We still haven't seen that. Maybe that'll happen closer to release. But um, they've kind of been hitting us with the same narrative beats over the head over and over and over at this point. No, they're saving it for Comic Con. They're not gonna. They're not gonna put all that out there. At uh, D23. Yeah, I guess Comic-Con and they could and save it for Comic-Con where you can reach millions of people. Mm. Yeah. Instead, instead of just a niche D23 audience on Twitch. I guess. I keep forgetting there's 25 other conventions coming up. So Yeah, you got <laughs> Gamescom that they're probably going to be at. You got PAX West that they might be at. They might, yeah. Who knows? TGS. Uh, I don't know. Probably There's so not. much going on. Probably not TGS. Paris Games Week. Is that a thing still? <laughs> yeah. When is this fucking game coming out, guys? <laughs> November seventeenth is for oh, okay. Battlefront. So. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's after Paris Games Week. So. Yeah. We'll see. Be just a little bit before PSX. Uh, Spider Man. Again, not a whole lot n- new. Spider-Man. They're like, hey, w- it was. We brought concept art of Peter's room. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you can walk around in Peter's room. Like, okay. Yeah, but they also <laughs> said that what you wanted to hear, right? And that it's about Peter Parker for Spider-Man yes. second. Yes. Like, I could go on a uh, little boy, very excited for this game type rant about it right now. I mean, I think the they, movie pulled that off really well, too. I, I think it did. Yeah, they are... Um, to keep my thoughts on this as concise as possible, literally everything that came out of their mouth, I was like, yes, thank you. That is exactly what I wanted. Like, they get Spider-Man. They get this character. And not only that, but the thing I have said over and over again is that 
Spider-Man, all good Spider-Man stories begin with Peter Parker's personal life more so than they begin with his whatever villain he's fighting or whatever. So for them to come out there and be like, yo, we totally know that. And we know that Peter's personal life has to be like an important pillar of what this game's story is like sold. Like I'm, I'm more sold than I was already. And I was sold at just the idea of this being a game. Um, this is easily my most anticipated game in the coming two years, I guess. Um, (laughs) I don't know where Last of Us Part Two is. Probably 2019, but this is yeah. easily like PS5. my number one. Probably PS5. Yeah, it's uh, Spider-Man. Definitely has a great team behind it. Um, right. That team, known for Ratchet and Clank and Sunset Overdrive, mostly. But um, but yeah, they're they're um, dedicated to to creating big worlds and I'm, I'm wondering what it's like for them to to hone in all their skills onto one map you know mm-hmm. and not create these huge set pieces but yeah. instead create one huge city okay. and it's, I'll be interested to see what they'll come up with Well, for like the E3 presentation like I think they're going to knock it out of the park with the, with the story elements like Logan was saying like everything I'm seeing story wise looks and feels like what I want to see but mm-hmm. it's the gameplay that and I they are so good at making open world games I'm not really worried about it but mm-hmm. the E3 presentation really didn't do anything for me per se but yeah. I mean who knows I mean it yeah by insomniac they'll they'll be fine yeah, and yeah. Even, what's funny is, like, yeah, I, as much as I am, like, psyched for this game, like, the E3 presentation was amazing, but, like, at, you can ask Azaria, like, even walking out of there, I was, like, still have some reservations. Like, there's still, yeah. like, gameplay Those looks good, but there's, events. like, still some things I was, automatically, like... Automatically, yeah. like triggers like ah, those quick time it events. It wasn't even the quick time what... events. It was just, like, just... a bunch of... There was just a bunch of things where it was, like, that was a good demo, but that was not the demo it I wanted like... to see see more of him moving around yeah. the environment. I, I just wish yeah. they would have been like, hey, this is Spider-Man, and just jumped off the Empire State Building and Del- swung through Then delivers a pizza? Minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If just, I flip yeah. these pizzas, Mr. Aziz is going to flip out. <laughs> Deliver these five pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wasn't, like, blown away by the demo. I was honestly, like, more impressed by everything they said this past weekend. I need pictures of the Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 Dude, Jonah better be in the game. I'm gonna be mad. He's gotta um, be in it. He has to be. I Man. I didn't like the villain until they showed it at D23. Mr. Like Negative? after they just yeah, after they described him a little bit more in his in his because uh, they didn't go up on stage at E3, but at D23 they were there to like kind of be like Mr. Negative, like. This is the battle that they're both facing together. Like they both have these these lives, you know. Mm-hmm. So. They also talked about how there's going to be like several other villains in the game, so it's clear that Mister Negative's not going to be the only one. So that's what's your uh, what's your guys' favorite Spider-Man game? Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Two. The game. Yeah. Lots of nostalgia for that one. Mm-hmm. There's a like, Batman Two is also the best movie before this most recent movie. So I still stand by Spider-Man Two is the best movie. <laughs> oh. um, it's so good, dude. <laughs> what was that one? Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man was that the cell shaded one? That was Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate oh. Spider-Man. That's a great Fuck one. It. 
That was a, a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, Web of Shadows so had the be, best web slinging. Though, that, that was, was yeah. That, yeah, the Ultimate Spider-Man would be my favorite, and then Spider-Man 2, definitely. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 was just like... like Open world games also weren't really a thing at that time, yeah, so it was... It like way like down by all of them. Yeah, it was first like good one, comic book game. It was like yeah. one of the first good comic games, and then it was also like one of the first open world games I can remember. Like GTA yeah. Three, I guess, kind of really was the first. But then they're like, "Oh, okay, cool. You guys did that. We'll do a Spider-Man game like that." And it's like, "What is this? I've never seen." A game I hope like this. it encompasses what made that game so great, though. It brings it back <laughs> to yeah. what makes Spider-Man great. You know? Yeah, I I totally make Spider-Man great again. <laughs> Give me my hat. <laughs> All right, let's go. Kingdom Hearts, Toy Story World, to 2018 release date window, thing, year. I guess. 2019. It'll be 2019 though. Um, I actually think uh, I jokes aside, I, I think it will be 2018 because when we saw the last trailer, when we saw the last trailer together, Azario, like the first thing I remember saying to you was like, "Dude, this looks really far along," and that was during the E3 trailer. I. Like, remember watching the one at E3 and just being impressed by how much polish I thought it had on it. So, yeah, it's definitely a 2018 game. I, they're gonna, I'm they're gonna hit it. I, I'm confident in that as well. My gosh, it looked beautiful. Mm. Like, like you're in a Pixar movie. Mm. I'm so impressed by by what they chose to show because every second I was like, okay, that's it. Okay, it's over. Okay, they're gonna stop now, and they just kept going like like they showed the them jumping off the roof and i was like what the fuck are they doing like they're showing everything yeah and i was so impressed i was amazed mm. although there was this this girl next to me who was screaming <laughs> head off oh. the entire time <laughs> her friends were like trying to calm her down and she was just kept screaming and i was like okay <laughs> what's going on Difference between fan events and like press the events. Like the Beatles of video <laughs> games, man. Just yeah. The I'm just I'm glad they retconned Andy to be a weeb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's one of us. The crazy thing I was thinking about yesterday um, is that by the time this comes out, I will have li- it will ha- literally half of my life will have passed for this game to come out. <laughs> I finished Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2 in the 5th grade. I still remember it cuz I bought it. It was spring break. I bought the game. I played through it in an entire week and I remember beating it. And the first thought that went through my head was, "Wow, I can't wait for 3." <laughs> Half, yeah, I was 12 years I was later tw- and I will finally play 12 it. games later. <laughs> 12 games later. I was, I was 12, 12 later. Yeah. I was 12 when I first rented Kingdom Hearts from Blockbuster. Yeah, and I never returned it. Jeez, those <laughs> late fees are probably and, stacking up. <laughs> and yeah. that's why Blockbuster closed. <laughs> yeah. Stack of Blockbuster games. <laughs> but yes, uh, Kingdom Hearts is. I think for all of us, it's been that that staple of like action RPG, and this is kind of a collaboration that is that's unmatched by any other collaboration that I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as presentation goes, it's unmatched. But I will say, maybe I'm not as big a fan as you guys. Like, with all the story stuff, I really hope 
Like, I want the series just to be, like, bringing that joy of going into those worlds more. I, I'm not into all this Organization 13 and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's no, a little that's, bitch. That's, yeah, that has me worried. But, I mean, since it's a Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 were fine with it. Well, Kingdom Hearts 2 is crazy, out of control. Like, it's like, come on, guys. Just, so I, I just want to be in Disney worlds. <laughs> yeah, so you I know? think... I think the only one that you're going to need to play to uh, understand kind of what's going on is um, Dream Drop Distance. Is it? I don't know. Have that's, the time. That's, that's the where one you, I haven't uh, played. I'm trying to play it. Right be- that's where Sora becomes a Keyblade Master and it's like... He, hmm. I won't say spoilers. Well, that's like in the beginning. Tr- he tries spoilers for Kingdom one. Hearts 2? Hey, hey, hey. It's his Yoda moment. Hey, but it's good. You get to go to Tron. You get to do all that. It's, it's good. It's I'm, good playing, I'm playing through it now. I have some issues with it early on. It really holds your hand for like the first three hours. And that, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like the, that. Yeah. Rubbed me you the like wrong the way. timing where you, you're timed kind of, and then you have to go to the other yeah, character. And cause I was like midway through like Hunchback of Notre Dame world or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, see ya back to Traverse town as Riku. I was like, yeah. what the heck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the time system. It's not very fun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to play through that right now. But I got burnt with it, and that's when I jumped on Nier. So I'll finish that up at some point. That uh, game in um, 2.8, if you can, if you can get to it, that's 2.8 kind of. That's in 2.8. Dream Drop is beat, in 2.8. Yeah, beat 2.8. 2.8. 8. 2.8's got Dream Drop. Are you talking about point two? Yeah, we'll point oh out point two. See, this is point the problem two. with the series. Point two. What are all these games? <laughs> Kingdom point Hearts 0.2 What is it called? A fragmentary passage or something? Fragmentary <laughs> 365 and a half whatever. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. That's, a really good that's one. not a good one. Do not play it's, that one. It's pretty good. Um... So I guess the last thing we can say with this is that you talked to Tetsuya Nomura. Um, was there anything else? So the interview's up right now on the site, and if you're listening to this, you can go read that. We won't rehash those same questions. Um, but I did have some like others for you that I'm curious if you ever touched on or if uh, you ever got any information from him. The one that I told you to ask him that I was like super interested to know. Are they ever going to be bring 1.5, 2.5, 2.8 to Xbox One? Because I still think it's so weird that they came out with those and put them exclusively on PS4 and then 3 still yeah. coming to Xbox One. Like, that's always been strange to me. I think it comes down to if he was to announce those games, um, people would be mad. Just that they he would be, he, he'd be mad that they to he was like, He was like, people tell me that it's my fault that Kingdom Hearts 3 is taking so long and they say you're slow Nomura you're slow and he's like and I'm hurt by this because well the development team is going as planned like the business department of Square Enix just shifted over their development time to a net they unveiled the game they regard they revealed the game and then a year later the actual development started so like, and then they had to switch. They switched uh, engines to Unreal Engine Four. To Unreal, and they, they did that as a company wide, right? Like that's yep. all of their games moving forward. And that was a, that that presented more setbacks. So so for the for what he was saying is that the actual development of this game 
is on schedule. And like people should understand that and like that it's not him. And he's like, he was just like so sad, you know, like I'm hurt by this. Well, that's just when it comes back to the whole, like I said, it's been 12 years since the second game, but then there's been five other Kingdom Hearts games in between. So it's just Kingdom Hearts is a weird franchise because of that, because everybody has been looking forward to three specifically for so long. Like everybody, like even if you were to call Dream Drop Distance 3, like, They've just wanted Kingdom Hearts 3 to be a game for so long and they've wanted that to exist and they want to play that because that is what everybody's wanted to do since Kingdom Hearts 2. So for them to then create all of those side ones between 2 and 3 and then for them to reveal it and then not actually start the development time, like, I can understand why fans would be like that, but at the same time, obviously, as Nomura said, like, he's not the person to take that then out on like yeah it's probably squares decisions that their decisions as a company like if you want to be frustrated with anything about time link like you should probably look to them before you look to the director because he sounds like he's got a good grasp on everything that's happening with that game yeah i agree um compared to i think what happened with the overall kingdom hearts storyline is they released Kingdom Hearts, they released Chain of Memories, and they released Kingdom Hearts 2, and they realized that they had a shit ton of plot holes, and they needed to fill those up, and then they just kept creating more. <laughs> well, they did. What plot yes. holes did they have? Because everything like, they with introduced... Organi- with Organization 13, and then they opened it up with, um, fuck, what's his name? And right in the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, Roxas. Uh, now yeah. they have to explain Roxas. But they, they explained have to explain. Roxas. I hated that part in two. I guess they kind of really? had to explain. I don't know. Why, I don't know. why I, do I have to play as Roxas for three hours before? Dude, <laughs> Roxas is a badass. I like Roxas <laughs> a lot. Um, I, I think they didn't need to, though, but they found ways to explain them in more depth that was like, I didn't, I didn't ask for this, but all right. Yeah. Like enter, entering like Vanitas now, into it, it's like, oh, Vanitas is actually yeah. Roxas, and then he's some, or yeah, That's like so... all this crazy stuff. Like I don't and know. Now what's let's happening. do. And at the end of Kingdom Hearts two, they had they showed a uh, little teaser of the Keyblade War, and yes. you're like, oh shit! Like Kingdom Hearts three, Keyblade, Keyblade War. War. Nope, that's worth my sleep. <laughs> Because they splashed all those different things on the screen. It was like, it was like Keyblade War, Birth by Sleep, or it said it all starts with Birth by Sleep. So they like knew where the story was going already. Sora is four years old in Birth by Sleep. So it's, uh, just all pretty interesting what they did. Okay. (laughs) But Birth by Sleep is by far needs to come to, uh, PS. Oh, it is on PS4 now? Birth by Uh, Sleep? Yeah, it's in 1.5. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, everything except for Dream Drop Distant. Dream Drop Distance, I guess, is the only remake slash remaster that is in 2.8. And then it's the point two Fragmentary Passage bullcrap, followed by like another one of those like CG animated movies, which is for, I'm, I think, Kingdom Hearts Chi or something like that. I can't remember. Maybe yeah, not Chi. I don't know if it's that Chai, one. Union, Kingdom Hearts. Something like that, yeah. I yeah. can't keep it straight, dude. I try. I try my hardest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm planning a uh, a Twitch stream on our channel of all the Kingdom Hearts 
And I feel like if I start now or soon, I can get through it by the time Kingdom Hearts 3. You're going to try to play releases. all of them? Oh, you may be able to. Factoring mm-hmm. in the delay, right? Factoring in the 2019 delay. <laughs> It'll be close. Yeah. yeah. I played one and two much. earlier this year. Like, they're pretty easy to get through, honestly. Once you know yeah, I think, I think one is is kind of hard. I played Just one on because... proud mode and beat it in five days. Really? Yeah. I beat it on proud mode thinking that I would unlock all the trophies for all the other difficulties. And no, you have to do, you had to get the trophies. You have to do, you have to beat the game on every difficulty. Uh-huh. So all right, I, I don't know up. if you have to, you don't have to do that on PS4 anymore, but it may have been like really? that on PS3. That was on PS3 then. Yeah. It's not like that on PS4. <laughs> I got all the other ones. Really? Yeah. Okay, so they, yeah, they so I'm going now. to, I'm going to replay Kingdom Hearts, and then uh, maybe you I'll make a series out of it. <laughs> we'll go from there. I love Kingdom Hearts. So, uh, let's shift away from news. I th- think D23 was really our only newsworthy thing. Evo happened as well, but I mean, if we're being honest, sorry everybody, we're just not super informed about fighting games, and you would be better off listening to that <laughs> from literally anybody of the hundreds of people on the internet who are way more suited to talk about that stuff than we are. Yeah. So we I won't even waste like, your time. The only fighting games I play are 2D fighting games, but it's only like hentai girl characters that are introduced to it, like the Aqua Plus games. All right, and uh, moving I on. Us. Yeah, I'm the show. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for news. So we're in this, we're going we're gonna to have one last conversation here. Um, but to you, the listener, and if you're not in our Discord group, the DualShockers Discord group, you should definitely hop in that. You can find out more information about that on our website. Um, but for this last segment, we normally want to get some questions from you, the listeners, and you, the community out there. Um, so if you want to send in your questions uh, right now, it would be best to hop in the Discord server, and you can send them to us that way, and we can keep them for the next show. Um, but this last segment, we would definitely like to be questions and topics from you guys or things you would like us to talk about. That way you guys are at least playing an active role in the show every week. And it feels like you're helping us create this product. So not this week, but moving forward, hopefully next week we get some questions from the community because that would be fantastic. Um, but I think this, this the last thing we're going to talk about today is something that actually just went up on the website. We posted our, Best games of 2017 so far, collective piece. Um, I wouldn't say best. Favorite. favorite. Yeah. Favorite. Did it let's, say best? Let's use the word favorite. Yeah, favorite. Yeah, we were called out pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> favorite games of 2017 so far, since we have gone past the halfway point. Um, I mean, pretty simple question. I mean, you can restate, I guess, what you wrote for the article if you did write for that. I think Josh and Azario did. I don't know about you, Noah. Me, Josh, and Azario did, though. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, what has been your favorite game you've played so far this year? Have I? Um, I'll start. Uh, so I put down Blaster Master Zero, and I just yes. think that on the Nintendo Switch, it is so easy to pick this game up and have a great time. And yes, it's made by Inti Creates. Um, great, great game. Uh, but, um, so, sorry, I got a message and I got knocked out. 
uh, my gosh, you're interviewing Johnny. Guess who it is? <laughs> you wouldn't. You guys can guess. Is it? Uh, is it Giuseppe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, so Giuseppe. anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I love it. Like I, I continuously go back to it just to play through some of the levels, and they they keep bringing out free DLC of new characters, and uh, and then I got Dragon Quest Heroes two, which is fucking awesome if you like musu games and uh, yes and just like a dragon quest open worlds that you can just run around and and have fun like like i love just going off and there's so much post-game content that um and that's why I'm, that's what my list is it's just games i like to return to same with uh tales of berseria i beat it and then i had to platinum it so have you done it yet? No. I'm like four four platinums away, but there's just some really hard bosses. That's it. There you go. There's my three. What have you been into, cool. Josh? You can talk about some other stuff besides what you've got on the article if you want. or Well, um, I'll hit on the three, but there's two I want to give honorable mentions to. I thought everybody would put down Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, so <laughs> I, I mean, didn't have that. I mean, not everybody. <laughs> no, I think no, we. I think I was, we. I think we all did stray away from that one purposely, just because we thought everyone I else would. I was like, "Oh crap, no one put it." Uh, but someone, <laughs> someone did, luckily. But yeah, that game is probably still my game of the year. Just, it's just awesome in every sense of the word. Um, if you have a Switch or a Wii U, I buy it. And yeah, you have to play it. Um, and then if another one. What's that? I was gonna say, like, if you've bought a Switch. And you don't have that game, I'd be surprised. There is one person in the world I know that does not have Breath of the Wild. At they least one. They have a Switch. Yeah. Wow. Even though the attach yeah. rate is like, what, 110% or something yeah. like that on that game? Yeah. Does it make any more. sense? That's so <laughs> weird. Exactly. Mm. Um, but yeah, another, another one is What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, it's a beautiful story by the people that made. Um, what was that game? Unfinished Swan. Unfinished Swan. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's so unique in just how it's presented and the different. You get to know this family and every family member that you meet. It's like a different gameplay segment. Like it introduces so many different systems and yeah, it's something you have to play. Um, here's the three games I had though. I had Neo as one because it's sort of like my Dark Souls fix for this year. Yeah. Um, cause we had, we had the DLC, but that doesn't really count, which is awesome by the way. But, um, yeah, I just, I just really like what they did with like, it's one developer that really listened to the fans and had multiple betas and alpha builds and had you try out different things in the environments, which was really cool. And yeah, it's just a fresh take on the souls series. I don't think it's as good as those games, but, um, it's pretty awesome, nonetheless. It was also a game that was stuck in development hell for a really long time. Yeah, like, what, seven, eight right. years or something crazy like that? Yeah, and I'm glad that it came out. I'm glad they stuck with it because they truly delivered, like, for Kobe Tecmo to deliver this huge product that that seemed like it had a first-party budget. Like, it was awesome. It was Team Ninja, it was really, too, right? Yeah, it was Team Ninja. Yep. And, yeah. Well, Kobe Tecmo, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so. so that's awesome. Yeah, Neo's beautiful game, and that's why like 
like towards the last eight months of development, Sony was like, you know what, we better jump on this game, and they they put yeah. some money into it. So like with when they saw Demon Souls, like, hey, we better jump on this. They could have had the yeah. whole Soulsborne series, <laughs> you know, wrapped up, but they sort of missed the boat on that. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Um, I have Persona Five, of course, because I think that's probably I would say. Probably the best JRPG since the PS2 era, maybe. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I, I love this game. Um, Sorry, I, I, have so, comment. I, I am I holding had, back. I know. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, I don't know. But the first style, though, this game just oozes style. Like it's the most stylistic game I've ever seen, presentation-wise. Um, it just introduces so many new concepts with the social interactions you get in the in school in the classes and seem like it lasts forever like <laughs> probably put in almost 100 hours yeah you know it. like i feel like i fell into the same slump that everyone else who started persona 5 did where they played it and they played it for 15 hours and then they're like fuck i know what's going to happen next I'm going to go into free mode. I'm going to solve this case. I'm going to get a character. I'm going to go in, you know, like you can kind of guess the, uh, yeah, it seemed like it was at a better pace though. Like persona Four golden. I felt, I don't know. It just, it just was too one note for too long. Like I okay, felt like yeah, I was, yeah. so I felt this one had a better pace to it, which I appreciate. And I, and I do love the combat. Uh, I think they innovated in ways that needed to be innovated, and yeah, I thought it was awesome. I got, um, bored. I got bored of the combat, only because it was like weakness, like automatic, like, you uh, what's you your like Pokemon? Like, automatic, though, like, you could just press L1, and it'll just automatically do it, like, find their weakness, and I was like, okay, like, battles are all the same now. <laughs> you know, you don't have to do that. Yeah, but then they're too hard. <laughs> there is the option. Yeah, you're right about that. But <laughs> um, and then next, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Um, yeah, that, for this is the first. I was I was convinced I was going to play this all the way through in VR, and I did. I didn't get motion sickness barely at all, and it was probably it's the best controlling VR game I have played. Um, I liked the head tracking, like you aim with your head instead of other ones where you have to actually move the controller around the aim. It just it has different modes. It has different options too. The so oh yeah, there's do like that, you know. Yeah, like the half turning or you know yeah 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 free turning. Like I always play the first person shooters where you just like it's the first person shooter, you know. So Um, I'll say that I was too scared. I got it too scared was... to play Resident Evil 7 uh, by myself. In VR? Just... In VR. Yeah, in VR. And in real me. life. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like, and my it... friend on SharePlay, even, and, she, and even she wasn't like, she was too scared for, for us to even play together, so. That's the thing, when that person's like cutting off your arm or leg, and <laughs> it's like, is that, well, I gotta check here, <laughs> what's going on? And it's then they're holding the knife like, up right at the Yeah, face. in VR? You still are, you still know that you're in a room alone, you know, and anything could be happening around yeah. you, and and you're still like in this other world, like but all this shit is going on in front of your eyes. And like, it's someone so just crazy. was playing a game with me and's like, ooh, like secretly came down there and like, just, I probably would have had a heart attack. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome. 
So those are probably my m- most, the best games I've played this year. Nice. I like them. Noah? Speaking of horror, I really like, uh, <laughs> I really like Friday the 13th. I, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I have, I've had a lot of fun with it uh, when I'm playing with friends, not really when I go online and like random search for a lobby, but you know, they, it's a game I wasn't expecting to be as as fun as it is, I guess. And I think that's a reason, you know, it's become one of my favorites. Um, just something you can really, you know, make into a fun experience that's, you know... If you're again, if you're playing with friends, it's different every time you play. You know, it's I it's nice like, to have. Well, I oh, feel yeah, like since Evolve, I think developers have mastered this four-on-one combat. Like Evolve really fucked up somehow, where people just weren't into it. But now it's like these people are these developers are delivering good four-on-one video games. You know. Yeah. Or so I'm I'm wildly impressed. Seven on one, you know. <laughs> it's it's like, you know, it, it feels fun. And I, I also think that Friday the 13th is a series, or is a franchise that has needed a really good video game for a long time. Um, other than that, uh, I, I liked For Honor a lot when it came out. I'm not going to lie, I don't like that game anymore. <laughs> uh, but when, when huh. that game came out, I was really impressed with what uh, Ubisoft had done with the combat system and sort of brought like a unique take on like a multiplayer combat game. But you know, I I appreciated their venture and I think you know it was really fun in the first few months. But as with any online fighting game, you know problems arise and that sort of like like enveloped the entire community. So have you returned to For Honor? recently no not at all not with the new characters or anything um i, I would like were... to see where the community is at now yeah it's like we're kind of past the release and there are people that will buy one game every six months you know yeah and if that's your one game you're still playing it now and i wonder if they're satisfied with the product and I, i'm just curious yeah me too. I should probably check it out again. Maybe write a feature. Yeah. And then, uh, of course... Returning to For Honor. Yeah. For Honor, again. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Breath of the Wild. It's just... I mean, we gave it a 10 out of 10. Like, it's a massive We gave it piece. a 9.5 out of 10, and then we changed it. And we changed <laughs> we did. it. Yeah. I'm just joking. Right, yeah, we, don't. we gave it a 10 out of 10 to begin that, with. Don't that forget. is a joke. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that game is well deserved on anyone's list of best games of 2017. Favorite, not best. Yeah, yeah, we're saying Jeez, favorite. My personal best. There you go. Okay. Um, I mean, going last year, you guys have mentioned most of mine. Uh, Resident Evil Seven's awesome. Like I was coming into that, I was like super, 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 super hesitant, man. Like I am such a Resident Evil fan, and before that came out, I was like, this is just. I'm, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't think it would be bad, but I was just incredibly nervous. And then I, after like playing it for like two hours, I was like, okay, this is, this is definitely Resident Set. Evil. This you know is it nails, so perfect. Yeah. It nails atmosphere. 
Yeah, and like the thing that I keep coming back to with that game is its pace, man. Like from the beginning of that game to the end, like I feel like they really push the pedal down. Like, or maybe they don't push the pedal down, but they keep you. There is a moment. There is a moment every (gasps) ten minutes or fifteen minutes. I feel like where they like change things in a way that I, I wasn't expecting them to. Like, it was constantly getting me back into that flow. And, and I didn't emotion. mention this, but that first boss battle you have with the dad guy, yes. whatever his name is. Dude, <laughs> that has to be one of the best boss battles ever. Like, it can take so many different turns with when you're in the garage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's man. so many, so... there's so many multiple ways to approach that. Mm-hmm. And I like mean, you it guys all comes like okay. I'll change it this way, and then yeah, you it get all comes to the kind yeah. of same conclusion. But there's different ways to kind of get there, and yeah, and like you learn from your mistakes, it. which is yeah, awesome. yeah. And it's just like I was hesitant about the first person thing, and I didn't think anything, any of the footage that I saw. I was like, what is Resident Evil about this? And then it's like. 90 minutes into the game it's like oh an herb and a really weird shaped key i guess i'll go find the door for this it's like okay this is totally resident evil this is exactly what i wanted and uh i mean i still say the first area of that game where you're being constantly chased around by the father for like the first three or four hours is like the most harrowing experience i've had in a game in a long time and uh i got like i played like the first three hours exclusively in vr and then i was like i have to be done this is driving me like I can't play it. Like it is. Yeah. Like I'm not good <laughs> with horror. Always, I'm I'm terrible with horror games, man. And there's this scene I like to bring up where you first find your girlfriend, I believe, or maybe it's the second time. But um, you're in the attic and you're and you're trying to get out, and she she comes out somewhere, and and you're like, okay, you know she's coming, so you're gonna aim your gun at her, right? And you're gonna run away. Well, I ran away, got into a room, aimed at the door, and I was, and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna wait. For her to walk to the door, I'm just gonna shoot the hell out of her. Easy video games. Nope, not in Resident Evil Seven. She busts through the wall behind me, <laughs> instantly jumps on me, kills me, and it is the greatest thing I've ever experienced in a video game. Oh man! Because yeah. that never happened again. Like that <laughs> that that experience. Because I played the game, like I played the match again. I just auto loaded, but um, that didn't happen again. That. That unique experience was mine. It's all unique, and, yeah. Yeah, and that was amazing. Which is impressive for a game that is typically, like, mostly scripted like that. For us to each have different, um, like, different playthroughs, and, like, what we did was different. Like, that's pretty unique in a game like that, where stuff yeah. is usually a lot more timed out. Um, Breath of the Wild would obviously be up there. Um, but we've all talked about that one at length. I guess the only one no I one's mean, really mentioned One yet. of us haven't. Yeah. Horizon? Horizon would be the one that I no one's mentioned yet that I wanted to bring up. The combat, the world, the story, like every element of that game to me is like just like one of my it's one of my favorite games this entire generation. Honestly, probably top three. Um Metal Gear, Solid Five, that and Bloodborne would be like my three favorite games from this generation so far. Um, I loved every, I could gush about Horizon for a long time. It's also been a while since I've played it. So like, I'm not like, it's, it's not as fresh in my head right now. It's been five months or so since I've played through it. Um, but I loved everything about that game. And in fact, that might be like, if we were to have game of the year voting tomorrow and we were all going to argue with one another, I would vouch hard for that game. 
Like, I think hmm. Horizon is... As much as I love Zelda, like, I think I would maybe put my vote towards Horizon at the moment. Especially because it it it, it's a new IP, you know? Yeah, like, like, doing like, that the first time... Logan, through, that's like, probably because uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia for Goddesses Online hasn't come out yet. That's true. <laughs> that, that might win you over once that that might, Goddesses. You know, the game to rule them all. I'm going to have no, to wait so for So I that understand. One. I understand why you feel that way right now. Uh, Horizon. And then what else? In the article I wrote about Kingdom Hearts 1.5. Next 2. Machina, 5, bro. Next Machina. Those are the two I wrote about in the article, which Machina. you can go find there. For the article, I just wanted to write about some different things. Like, if it was, like, a top three, it would probably be Horizon Zelda and Resident Evil. But I decided to do some different things for the article. Switch it up a bit. Which you can find that on DualShockers right now. Just swipe up. Follow the link at the bottom of the page. I don't know if any of these things are there. They probably aren't. Don't listen to me. You probably got hit by some ads if you're on mobile. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I, swear I swear we're working out the ads. Somebody is. Yeah. Somebody's working out the ads of the yeah, site. If you visit our site on your phone, sorry about that. We'll fix it. There <laughs> are single Asian ladies in your that area. That hasn't happened in a while. That was like How are they everywhere? That's awesome. How are they in every area? It should be good later. Um, I think that's everything then for this episode of the Shock Cast. Again, next week's show. We'll harp on this in the Discord. Join that if you haven't yet. But uh, we'd love to get some questions in here from you guys who are listening. So be sure to, um, I guess, like, what, I could give them my email address and they could email those to me, I guess, if we uh, want to do that for now. drop it in the Discord or message us on... Yeah, the, the Discord would be the preferred method. Join the Discord if you want to get your oh, questions yeah. in here. That oh, would be yeah. our best way right now. We'll find you and we may try to set up an email account for next week's show maybe like yeah. podcast at dualshockers.com or something like that so that people can just yeah, send the, that. Shock, the shock cast shock cast at dualshockers.com something like that we'll work something out we'll get that squared away for next week but join the discord in the meantime um azario noah and josh where can we find you guys on twitter and stuff like that i guess you yeah can find me at, at azario says <laughs> twitter yeah. at noah butner twitter at minus the brant and B-R-A-N-T. B-R-A-N-T. I am at Moreman12, M-O-O-R-E Man12. And then you can follow Dual Shockers. Make sure to do that at Dual Shockers if you have not done it's, so. Just so Google far. it. Just Google it. <laughs> just Google we will we're pop Google up. News. We're on Google News now, guys. Just Google it. Just Google it. We'll pop up. So yeah, follow us we're on, on Twitter. Twitter. Come back to the site, DualShockers.com. All that good stuff. We'll be around. Um, for everybody on the show, Thanks so much for listening this week, and we will be back next week with a new episode to talk about. I don't really know. We'll figure it out next week. So until then, have a great week. There's some games. We'll figure it out. We'll see what news happens and stuff like that, and we'll get questions from you guys. But until then, have a good week. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Bye.